Welcome to the Think Kingdom Podcast. This week, we continue in our series, Emotions, Relationship Edition. Let's jump in and see what God's Word has for us from lead pastor, Antoine Lassiter. One thing that I, I see, and sometimes when I'm praying, man, my prayers could probably be condensed down to like 45 seconds, but by the time my ADD kicks in, it's like three hours. It's like I'm praying for people, then I think, did I leave the stove? Did I? And so I think we have to practice these habits of just sitting. Like married couples, when was the last time you just looked into your spouse's eyes and didn't say a word? That's so awkward. And we love you. And it's the same thing with, 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 with Jesus. So Jesus, uh, the disciples are, are hanging out with him, and then he, he goes away. And he comes back and he performs all these miracles and stuff. And it's these, these rhythms that we, we, we want. Because praise is demonstrative, right? I can see when you're praising God. But how many of us are, like, literally being, being with God? Because doing this, I mean, everybody do this, just real quick. See? Ain't take no effort. Take nothing. Um, And so it's an act of your will to do it. So when I lift my hands in worship, it's not the lifting of my hands that's the posture. The posture is the lifting of my heart. And sometimes in, in, in order for us, our desire is to solicit a response because it shows the unity of the church, right? But again, everybody do this. Okay, now if the Spirit of God comes and you're not the type of person that does this. Because I, uh, I, I tell this story a lot. Um, I'm going somewhere with this. It's all connected. But, um, so just follow, the, follow, the, my, follow me as I follow the squirrels. Um, <laughs> that when I started, I had this, 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 uh, this very surface-level relationship with God. And I used to sit in the pews, and I would watch these, these folks just, you know, Tiffany doesn't mind me saying this. Like, Tiffany's going all over the place, right? And I would sit and watch, and I'd be like, man, I don't take all that. Like, he know he good. And he know, I know he good. And that's all it is. Like, and, and then I realized, it was, it was funny, it was funny. And then I realized over time, like, I didn't really know him like that. And then that bothered me. And so I started this, like, thing. I just, so I just prayed a crazy, one of the most powerful prayers I ever prayed in my life. And I didn't even know the context of it. Like, Lord... This is what I said, Marco. Lord, I want more of you. Man, if I knew what that meant when I prayed it, I may not. Damn, real talk. I know you love me. I'm your pastor. We friends. I don't know if I'd be here because I don't think my mind really understood what I was saying. Because to have more of him means less of you. Yeah. 
And I struggle with letting stuff go. Man, I used to be that dude. If you offended me in 1986, I remember that joint. I remember where I was, what I wore, and what you said. But when I kept walking with God, Tiffany, and saying, more of you, and then he tells me, you have to love people like you've never been hurt. What? And I'm going to put you in position to be hurt all the time. Man, that ain't what I thought I was signing up for. People told me that I could preach and, I got, and God was going to use me. So I just figured that if they said it and they, I respected them, I would preach and let God use me. What I did not know. But there were peaks and valleys. And when I'm on the peak, I want to stay there. But the work is always in the valley. Yeah, that was better than what, that was good. Um, and so, so Andrew, you got to help me, bro. Um, so this is why I believe that I have wrestled with this relationship series so much because we want, we, this is what we want. We want five points so that we can be better fathers. We want another three points so we can be better humans. And the more I wrestle with this, the problem is we want the apps, the applications, but we don't want the operating system. We want the results, but we ain't trying to put in the work. And the problem with this is this has the potential, and I'm saying this as the person who wrote the sermon by, I believe, the Holy Spirit, that the problem is that this has the potential of becoming just another sermon. And our relationships are still going to be wacko because we want quick fixes and this take work. The problem with the Christian, myself included, if we don't want the work, we just think we're supposed to say it and it happens. You don't, you and I do not have the power to, to shape worlds. That's delegated to the Father. If we're not repeating what he's saying, then what you say, you have to create. Now, here's good news and bad news. You get enough of you who just want to say it and, and create it yourself, you can build a tower. It's called Babel, but you can build a tower. You can accomplish stuff in your own strength. The world shows us that. They do a lot without God. But you know what the indictment of the church is? So do we. That has just made me uninvited to several conferences <laughs> over this year. So when I say things like, you must love Jesus more than your relationships, it's like, a little tick, it's like the TikTok video. I don't watch TikTok. This is what I heard. Um, ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way. We must love Jesus more than our relationships? 
Jesus is our example for how to love people. Direction is more important than speed. When we live in a microwave culture, we heat it up. Boy, listen, we're going to bless um, Church in Maine. There's some of their cast here, and it's our very own Josh and Lauren. But let's clap it up. But don't ask them to sort of put in 10, uh, put it, uh, to, to explain uh, within 10 to 15 words uh, the work that's behind the scenes for them to be able to launch the film. And what we have, what we see, we see the results. And so we just try to duplicate so we can get the results. No, baby, that's a lot of praying. That's a lot of crying. That's a lot of no's. And we don't do the work. So when we look at, oh, you, you're, in a, you're not even faithful over the little. So how is God going to produce in you a film that goes beyond your ability? Because direction is more important than speed. Look, I'm going to tell you why I and my wife, we, we, we pour into young couples. And I can only speak for me because I was an idiot. So if I can stop anyone from doing what I did, that's why. And so um, direction is more important than speed. Long obedience in the same direction, Eugene Peterson. This long obedient, obedience in the same direction. Point number four was holiness is abstaining from evil and pursuing God. At the end of the day, I don't have relationship principles built on anything else except Christ. So if Christ is not the standard in your life or if it's your pursuit, you can take these principles and try it. And you may have some success. But, everybody say but. This is about Christ. So then we talked about um, the elephant, the rider and the elephant. And this is not my thing. It's actually Jonathan H-A-I-D-T and how our emotions are like uh, untamed elephants. And, 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 and the rider is our intellect, our reasoning. But the emotions can be elephants, man, and they, they can take you all over the place. And the elephant, the negative emotions, they feed on the following. Number one, they feed on unmet expectations. Frustration, that's what unmet expectation leads to. Frustration is the tension between what I expect and what that person actually does. I expect my wife to read my mind. We've been together almost 30 years. Of course you know what I'm thinking. And in that space is frustration. Another thing that the elephant feeds on is unresolved issues. Um, here's the reality. Um, we all bring, so I'm trying to be nice. We all bring baggage into our relationships. But it's actually garbage. Um, and the problem with garbage is, with us, I think I got garbage bags, that I get used to the smell. And I expect the person that I'm in relationship to to ignore the smell. And they don't or they can't. And so those unresolved issues are carried from relationship to relationship to relationship, and the elephant feeds on it. So 
uh, breaking up and starting over, that could be a temporary solution. But sir, but ma'am, if we don't work on ourselves, joining a new church is all a matter of time. Joining a new relationship is all a matter of time because eventually the honeymoon gets over. Unrestrained behavior. Sometimes this comes from justifying our behavior because of the pain we've experienced. So our behavior uh, becomes unrestrained. And we start to see restraint as this bondage. Sir, freedom isn't the right to do what you want. It's the ability to do what you're supposed to do. So when we have this unrestrained uh, behavior, it's basically our response to, um, to the pain that we have. So when we talk about unrestrained behavior, the immature person sees restraint as restrictive and accountability as punishment. But the mark of maturity means I'm restrained because I have responsibility. Yeah, Galatians 5 and 1 says, For freedom Christ set us free. Stand firm then and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. So here's our, this is how we uh, come to God. And I know you've seen this video, but I thought it was hilarious. So I thought I'd just share it. If you like it, here, here it go. And this is us. We find ourselves in trouble. And thank God for Jesus, right? Oh, we free now. We free. We free. <laughs> That's what we do. We come to God to get out of the mess. He's faithful. He loves us and pulls us out of the mess. And Andrew, what we end up doing, thank you. And go right back, go right back in the ditch. Man, I should just keep playing that over and over and over. And then we have this uncontrolled tongue. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say, and I make no apologies. So you have chosen to weaponize your wounds, and one of the one of the uh, weapons that you've chosen is your words. And here's what's crazy when we're in these unhealthy relationships. I'm, I, I say, uh, hey, I'm just, you just made me mad. And so I say whatever I want to say. And then expect the person who I directed these words to, to just forget it. You know how I get when I get angry. You got one more again. The last thing is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness eventually leads to resentment. And resentment allows the pain without the vulnerability. So we have unforgiveness in our relationships. And that's why a lot of us keep score. And then it's like, it's, it's like this, bro, it's really like this. And then the other person does something and you got your six shooter. What about the time you... You like ready. And, and that's what resentment does. And so we, because of all of this emotional damage and pain, we seek to make the uncertain certain to reduce being vulnerable. Now, Pastor, I'm just telling you right now, I've been in a lot of churches. 
Yes, sir. Ain't in for no funny business. Okay, I don't know what that means, but I'm pretty sure we got some funny business going around here. Um, because people are people. And as my grandfather used to say, people are people since people were people. That's profound. <laughs> and so the truth, and, and I guess what I'm saying, guys, is that we're all broken. But the truth of our brokenness violently confronts us almost daily. How we respond to our brokenness and the brokenness of others is the result of how we view God. And we carry with us corrupted theology. It's this corruption that we have. And brokenness bleeds no matter how hard you try to cover it up. There's not a filter. There's not a post, a social media post. There's not a relationship that you can cover up your brokenness. So the first point that I'm trying to make is coming to Christ is the act of bringing all of ourselves to him. The good, the bad, the ugly, the doubts, the skepticism. I may not be able to handle, let me just say this. I hate when a, when a word becomes mainstream, it has so many nuances. And so, you know, the, 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 the word of the day went from CRT stuff, it's still hovering over there, but now it's like deconstruction. And it's a negative non um, um, connotation with it. But when I look at deconstructing, I, I'm looking at um, many of us believe what others have said about God not finding out for ourselves. And then when we connect to what they said about God and it, it's not true, now we mad at God and God like, I ain't never said that. And so we relate it to God. And so many of us are beginning, I guess a better word would be unpacking. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Because when I was growing up, Everybody was following him. And if everybody was following Jesus, then what in the world was I witnessing with people who said, yes, I'm sold out for Jesus. But you hit your mom. But you steal. Now, I know what Paul said. We were once those things, but some of us are actively engaging. And so we have to de we have to unpack this. Um, I've been reading um, the Negro Bible, and, and, and this Bible was, was written in part um, and given to enslaved people in the British, West in, um, the British West India Islands around 1807. So they took a Bible and took out the, all, some of the parts, and they gave it to enslaved people and told them to read this. But they took out the parts of freedom. They took out the parts of equality. They took out the parts of being created in the image of God. So what happens when the people got the real true Bible, they begin to say, wait a minute, I'm created in the image of God. And you are not, the, you're not God's representative. We all are. Why you bring that up? Number one, it's Black History Month. We didn't do too much. We'd be the better last year. Number two, because that is how we come to God. We take these, take these small pieces and we construct the whole theology based on one part and not the whole council. And here's what's so crazy, people. 
I'm watching, you and I are witnessing Christians in Ukraine praying to God in the midst of war. Not rumors of war, but war. And, and they are craving and longing for God. And this is typically our response. So, if actually getting into the land flowing with milk and honey, and we have resources and we have resources, makes us forget God, well, if church history always shows that persecution leads people to a real relationship with God, I don't have to know anything about Revelation. I can just look back and see, okay, it has to come to America. That's tough. That's tough. But coming to Christ is the act of bringing all of ourselves to him first and letting him stretch him and letting him stretch himself out in us. But that's not what we do. So two half broken people get married to try to make one whole person. And it just doesn't work. And the collateral damage of brokenness is felt in our families, in our children, and it's expressed in so many different ways. And then in order for us to live with it, we have to normalize dysfunction. We have to divorce, divorce ourselves of God's intentions and our present reality. So we use our charisma in these relationships to mask our lack of character. So I won't do it again. This is manipulation at worst. And it runs its course. And at best, the other person eventually cannot deal with you. And here's what happens. When you come to yourself after all, and I'm talking to me, when you come to yourself after all this brokenness and all these things, and when you have that moment that you feel changed, and you start expressing that moment, I'm a different guy. The reason why people continue to look at us side eyes is because you said it before. But now you come to your own and we expect the consequences to somehow miraculously go away. No, we have become cynical. We've become sarcastic and pessimistic. We live with resignation and regret. And this is why Jesus comes to reconcile us first to God, then to ourselves, and then as others. And so living, he has come so that we can live as sons and daughters of the king but it's being hijacked by living like orphans. It's hard acting Christ-like, which means we are the sons and daughters of God the Father. When our operating system is, we believe we are orphans. Therefore, we behave like and live out as if we are orphans. And so when orphans cry, no one responds. No one hears and they feel abandoned. So in response to that, Josh, you know what they do? They stop crying. And they numb themselves. And, and part of numbing yourself is also stop celebrating the successes you have. 
So there's two things. There's, 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 there's two things that are pulling us apart. And, and so we both, we need the Father, we need the bride of Christ, which is the church, to heal us of our wounds so that we can, we can fully know ourselves. Because discipleship is recognizing not only how we ought to live, but it reveals how we are actually living. And so it's not just going here, but realizing I'm here. And so everyone, say everyone, everyone on the planet has experienced trauma and all of us must be led out of it. And that is what the communion of Christ experienced through his community does. I no longer want to use God to run from God. What do you mean by that? We're preaching, we're praying, we're, we're, we're here, and we are in position, but our hearts are far from God. You can't outrun your character through teaching. You can't, run out, you can't outrun your character through preaching. You must confront it. And it's in community that this happens. And so throughout this series... There's one thing that keep popping up with me. Maybe it's my transformation. Maybe it's my starting. But despite of everything that happens to me, this is tough. We got to own our own issues. Man, the dad wasn't there. Man, we need therapy. We need counseling. We need help. But we also got to own our own issues. So, so because here's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get us to unpack. And I, I, I want you to hear my heart because I'm suffering with you. That I want to go and tell you how to increase communication in your marriage. That's an app. And like apps on your phone, you just press it. And then you got all these steps. This is how you can you have increase communication in your marriage. This is how you can uh, increase communication in general. This is how, but if your operating system is not working, it's going to be hard for the app to function properly. Because once you start on that road of communicating, but you don't get the response that you want, the old operating system kicks in. See, I try to do it the right way. And this is where it got me. Whoa. Because now it reveals the purpose of your transformation had little to do with you. It had to do with the person you're in relationship with. And please hear me, sir. Eventually, the real you shows up. I'm walking with somebody and I ask them about the threads and the patterns that's in, your, in their life and they, they are ambiguous to it. And I've been walking with this person for so long. There's a thread. That's the thread. That's the thread. It's together. And so they will have the benefit of true relationship if they would just heed what God is trying to do. You've been inconsistent all your life. This job is going to last 10 minutes because you go there, you love it, you love the boss, you love the people, but you still come late. And then when the boss says, hey, I'm going to have to write you up. Can't believe they're writing me up. Make no sense. I'm the best employee they got. You might be the best employee they got, but you're also the latest. All right, so. And this is owning our own issues and owning the fact that what has happened to me even if it's beyond my control, I cannot let it continue to control me. 
And I just believe that the outward realities, that's what we see, helps expose the areas of brokenness that the Holy Spirit is trying to move in us. Some of us used to ask this question. What does God want with me? What, the, what does God want me to do? Now you become the center of your own life. And over time, I'm watching your bitterness on full display. I'm watching the collateral damage and the destruction around you. But here's what's crazy, sweet. I can't speak to it because I, I want to speak to it, but I value the relationship. So I wrestle with giving you the truth or just letting you fall. Because Colin, like, the, 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 sometimes the greatest experience is your own. And we have people like this. You got the guy with the, you got the sign that says, hey, uh, flag man ahead. And the flag man is doing this. And you got that one dude that's, that's chilling like a fan. It's just stop. Sloop. I wonder how you get that job. And, and, and I'm, I'm watching, and it's just like, man, the ditch is out. The ditch is out. But nobody can tell you anything. So now we wrestle with, now, do I test the strength of the relationship by giving them the truth and they leave? Or do I bring them closer and watch them suffer? And I see us as a church that God wants to stretch out in us. But we want the apps Communication, boundaries, respect, support, trust, and security. We want the resolution without the problem solver. And Josh, that's what I wrestle with. I, 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 we need scripture. We need the gospel so that we can live out the gospel. So we need the how-to. Absolutely. I'm for that. But many of us are just searching for the how-to. And so we have to become clever in expressing and becoming greater communicators when the only truth that really matters is your character. And what God is revealing through the community of believers in his heart. Andy Stanley says this, the primary activity of the church was one anothering one another. And that is... <laughs> what we are doing beyond Sunday. Do you know how many conversations that I've had with people that's a part of our family and people that aren't that are tired of church? You may be sitting here saying the same thing. Bro, I'm sick. We are too. I ain't mad at you for that. But when did church and community become a package deal? I know you're wrestling with this. I'm wrestling with this. I never abandoned the relationship we had. And what happens is the growth requires community. You do not grow in isolation. That's an orphan mentality. And, and when you look at the Romanian orphans of the 80s and the 90s, babies do not thrive without community. And I'm watching us getting picked off and my heart is twisted because you're thinking it's about 1033 on Sunday. 
No, it's about the generation that you are actually producing. This is bigger than one church. This is bigger than one church. This is the kingdom of God first advancing in us. Man, that's why we're supporting, we're supporting other ministries because it's not about this one. It's about him. And so when I look at scriptures and I got the notes, I can share you the notes. I can share how to communicate, what boundaries mean. I can, I can share. But I feel a prophetic preaching this morning that if we do not change that operating system, we're just going to keep adding apps to this messed up phone we call life. We're just going to try to go after the next best thing without updating the whole operating system to, to, able, to be able to experience 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, that we are new creations. Yeah. I'm sick of God's people living like orphans with no father. And we, we talk about tier three stuff, and now we got the divorce from the relationship. Because we have not experienced the true freedom that's in Christ. And, and, and let me, just, let me, just, let me just, just be brutally transparent. And God, I hate when you lead me this way. I looked for so long at my eating habits and how I was being comforted by food. And God, in, in his love for me, his Holy Spirit, like every time you want to change your emotions, you eat. I am your source. And do you know how hard it is to take a look in the mirror and not like what you see? But I promise you, as you walk with me, as we follow me, as I follow Christ, this body's going to be in alignment to who God called me to be. I got much work to do. And so everything in my life has to come into alignment. That's hard because the first thing I had to do was confront it. The second thing I had to do is find a coach. You are where I want to be. Help me. I had to bring my will under subjection. I had to bring the worst parts of me under the surrendering of God. And that, my friend, is hard. Because the very thing that I was running to was a substitute and an idol, and I had to admit it. And do you know what happens when you get free, that when you get free, you start seeing everyone else who's enslaved. And you say, come, come and see a man that I met. I am falling in love with God again. And that is my fire that's burned. I thought I lost it. COVID almost took this ministry out, not because of finances, not because people were choosing to be safe. It, it was all because it was taking me out. I thought the burden was mine. It's the spirit of God. That's why refugees, that's why Christians can get on their knees and worship with bombs all around them. Because their help doesn't come from governments. That's why there's a boldness that God is showing his people. You take authority wherever you are. But here's what's crazy. You take authority for not being a conqueror. You take authority by collaborating with God. 
And I'm seeing this stuff play out. And so I, man, I'm trying to live my life open, but it's scary, Tiffany. Because how can I expect you to be open if I'm not? So if you run with my openness and abuse it and use it, I got to love you like I've never been hurt. That's a freedom, Dion, experiencing Christ. Now, before you applause too far or too much for me, I still got struggles. I'm not talking about perfection, people. I'm talking about being perfected. That Rob, from this time last year to this, the only visible step you might see is this. Transformation takes a while. And that's the hard piece. Because how many times, especially y'all know me, how many times have I said this? I've been battling with this. So the hope is the Lord delivers. But here's what I'm learning. God healed me. But I ain't yet delivered fully. Oh, well, that don't make any sense. Okay, the people were out of Egypt. It took the wilderness to get the Egypt out of the people. And so this process, this process, listen, this invitation for you, not from this church, but from God. It's to know him in a greater way. I want to wrestle with you. Not physically. I mean, I will pummel, pummel you. I don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I want to wrestle with you. <laughs> see, see, Holy Spirit's like this. <laughs> you called me. Um, <laughs> like, this is, this is my invitation to wrestle with you on the things that you feel are overtaking you. I don't, I don't, I don't, you there's a certain level of relationship that we have to have in our lives. And God wants to restore us. When we fully live, fully, everybody say fully. You can be like Joseph. And you can stand in front of your accusers and the guys who, man, your own family that sold you into slavery, you can stand before them and say, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. When you fully live, when you fully live, live fully, then your testimony becomes, it was good that I was afflicted. Because it's in the affliction that I knew your word. When you live fully, you'll be able to see, ah, I was the catalyst for the dismantling of that relationship. It wasn't them. It was my perception of them. When you live fully, his word becomes a lamp upon your feet. And what you realize, you're looking for all that. And the only thing the lamp can cover is your next step. When you live fully, you realize that the resources that God has given you is just that, resource. That he's the source.
That was Pastor Antoine continuing in our series, Emotions, Relationship Edition. If you are blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Charlotte or any of the surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays at 1033 on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.